You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. And today we've got an exciting episode for you all about AI. We're going to dig deep into what AI is, its pros and cons, the ethical and legal stuff surrounding it, and how it can seriously level up your business. AI is everywhere these days, from Siri and Alexa to those algorithms that control our social media feeds, but we'll break it down for you, bust some myths, and explain the impact this can have on us as entrepreneurs. But of course, it isn't all sunshine and rainbows. We'll cover how it can make our lives easier, help us make faster decisions, and give customers an amazing experience. But we won't shy away from discussing the dangers of how it's a slippery slope into a morally gray world. And with that being said, we obviously can't forget about the ethics and legalities either, especially for photographers who have hopped on the Photoshop beta generative fill tool that's been buzzed about in the photography community. Where do we draw the line? How can we actually use it in an ethical way? We'll chat all that and more. Now, let's get to the good stuff. We'll share some killer ways businesses can tap into AI's power. Think streamlining operations, boosting productivity, wowing customers with personalization, and unlocking new paths to success. Get ready to revolutionize the way you work and embrace the incredible opportunities that AI can bring. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and join us on this wild ride into the world of AI. We're about to unleash your inner heart and hustle and show how AI can take your business to the next level. Let's dive in. Photographers, I'm going to tell it to you straight today. One thing Lindsay and I have noticed over the years of coaching so many photographers is that many of us spend a majority of our time stuck behind a computer, editing, calling, delivering our photos, which can actually lead us to not focusing on the overall growth of our business or giving our clients an out-of-this-world experience. But the good news is that it does not have to be this way. Today, we want to introduce you to Post Partner. Unlike other photo editing companies, Post Partner is designed to partner with you for the long term as you grow your business. They pair you up with a dedicated editor committed to learning your unique style. You get direct access to your editor to build a collaborative relationship without having to manage a staff member in-house. So let's get you out of your editing cave so you can get back to growing your business and getting your life back. To get started with a free trial, go to postpartner.com forward slash heart and hustle. That's postpartner.com forward slash heart and hustle and use the code heart and hustle for $200 off your first order. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Guys, last week, as we were preparing for solo show recording today, I literally texted Evie and I was like, yo, listen, one of the episodes, we have to talk about AI. It's here. It's buzzing. (laughs) We got, we got to talk about it. And not only do we have to talk about it, we have to talk about it and then immediately release it into the world. uh, Just because like it's everywhere. And I I feel like it's a, it's a topic that needs to be talked about um, that we're excited to talk about. Honestly, like we haven't ever approached this topic on the show before. Mm-hmm. And as AI becomes more prevalent in our world, uh, I feel like it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had, especially for creative entrepreneurs. Um, but before we dive in any deeper, 
we have a confession to make. <laughs> we have a secret to spill. <laughs> we have a secret to spill. Uh, that's very pertinent to this topic. So, um, I know not everybody listens to the intro as we've heard, but if you didn't, I'm going to have you go back and listen to <laughs> glorious Miss Evie give a wonderful intro that was written completely by AI. Well, we tweaked it a little bit, um, but we <laughs> had like, completely, chat- no, just kidding. <laughs> we had chat GBT write that intro. So if anyone's minds are blown, ours were too, when we gave it the prompt and it came out with that. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's so. scary, but also beautiful. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> a little terrifying, a little exciting all at the same time wrapped into one. <laughs> I will say right. it saved us a lot of time. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. Let's back up. Let's back okay. up. What is AI, Evie? Can you break it down scientifically for us? Sure. So AI is artificial intelligence. Um, It stands for artificial intelligence. It is essentially uh, computerization or computers that have been given absolute tens of millions of whatever data information resources that are out there on the internet that is basically learning from the content that already exists on the internet and has been programmed algorithmically to either, you know, like Alexa or Siri to be able to send a text message or pull up music or their AI is working on algorithms like for social media where it's determining what you're liking or, or pausing most on for your TikToks and then bringing up more videos like that. You know, it's, it looks like a million different things, but in its own way, especially for creative entrepreneurs, we're probably going to be talking more about things like AI within our creative apps and tools and within things like ChatGPT, where basically you can prompt it. It has a mind of its own. It goes out, scours the internet for information, resources, um, behavioral trends, and then brings that back to you. And it's a little scary. Nakedly split though, like instantaneously. Yes. Yeah. Also, how would you, how would you define the difference between AI as I feel like it's, it's kind of becoming in 2023 versus like Siri? Cause I feel like there is a difference. Does that make sense? Like Siri or even Alexa is like a prompt. I guess, I guess AI now even like chat GPT is a prompt, but for me, Siri and Alexa felt like just like a search engine. Does that make sense? Whereas mm-hmm. the chat GBT and kind of what AI is becoming feels a little bit more like a robot. I think we've just made significant scientific advances very quickly and very fast. Because what, you know, you could ask Siri or Alexa, like, hey, what does this look like? Or what does this mean? And it would be pulling from information already existing on the internet, which is exactly what like ChatGPT does, or even like Photo Beta Shop. But the advances that have been made so quickly, it's like we went from a level two in AI technology to a level 20 in AI technology. So it does feel significantly different because of the huge leaps and bounds that were made when OpenAI came out and ChatGPT. It was just such an advance in the technology that has been worked on for so long. Right. Well, because you don't ask Siri to write you like an essay. Right. And then now it's like you can basically, oh, I'm so curious what going through high school is like right now. Well, that's what a lot of people are discussing when it comes to AI. And we'll get into all of this. We were thinking of it like from a business perspective, but like literally my mind just now went to like, how are high school students not going to chat GBT and having them like write essays for them? Don't nobody quote me on this, but I am pretty positive that I've seen some stuff about college students getting called out for using chat GPT to write essays or... How would they know though? 
because it's already, it's pulled from content that already exists on the internet. So it was like pulled from somebody else's essay, which is plagiarism. Exactly. Ooh, we're going to get into it. Okay. (laughs) I want to also make a distinction in just in this conversation. I feel like when it comes to less of like the prompt and like writing portion of AI and more of like the automation area. Cause I know HoneyBook, we use HoneyBook and love HoneyBook. I think they're slowly coming out with a AI yeah. portion of HoneyBook that I, I'm, I'm not fully versed on this because I think it's literally happening right now. So I don't think it's live. I think it's in like a beta test mode, yeah. but I think it's, they're trying to set something up where HoneyBook pre- uh, what is the word that I'm thinking of? Like pre-regulates or or categorizes your incoming inquiries and tells you which ones are the most likely to book yeah. or the most relevant. And again, I don't know how, what they do or what they will do. And I'm sure it's a situation where you could have Tony Book do it or not. Like it's not like it's automatically going to do this for you unless uh, you want it to. Oh no, am I wrong on that? I mean, it started doing it for me. All of wait, my inquiries. Wait, wait what? Oh mm-hmm. wait, no, this is new. I want information. All, I mean, I, it's so new. As the time of this recording, it is so new. It's just started happening in the last like few weeks. For Where me. it categorizes like the, like what I heard is that it categorizes the, yeah, co- priority like the quality. Leads. Yeah, priority leads so that it's yeah. like, hey, these are more likely to book. Yes. How does it know that? That's the thing that I don't fully understand. Maybe it's because maybe it's because my inquiries are all priority leads. Every single inquiry that I've gotten since this technology has come out has come through as a priority lead. That's hysterical because so you're Evelyn, you know, Grace. So obviously <laughs> you're all your priority leads. Okay. So I'm Just like, I don't know. Like for us, Evie, why I don't, don't you? No, no. The point, the point was, I don't know if that's the case for everyone. Cause like every single. Probably not. Cause they're not Evelyn Rubb. Okay. Lead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're not, not even Evelyn. Now <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, it is. That's true. I need to change that handle. Anyways, this is getting very off track. Sorry, I just was trying to say the difference between. Okay, continue. Tell us the HoneyBook thing because you're more informed than I am. Clearly, I'm not like super informed. I just I believe they assess based off of inquiries that have booked in the past and or reading the information from the inquiry. Like if they say what stage they're at in booking, if they're like, I absolutely love your work. I've followed you for years. I'm pretty sure their AI technology flags those words. And it's like, great priority lead. It's there. There's a high chance they're going to book. Um, my question with that is though, like as a business owner, I still think unless it's like a spam lead, I would still respond. Like you you still need to respond to somebody that's inquired, even if it's like quote unquote low priority. I mean, yeah, if you got like five inquiries in the same, like overnight and, and two of them were priority, then yeah, maybe email them first, but it's not like I'm not going to email the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fully under, I know HoneyBook is obviously working with AI. I'm pretty sure Canva has now started implementing a lot of AI technology. Like there's a lot of the resources that we use as creative entrepreneurs are really beginning to dive into the AI world because it has absolutely exploded in the Mm -hmm. last nine-ish, nine to 12 months, um, which is very terrifying and very exciting. And we're obviously going to kind of chat about that a bit. Yeah. Well, I guess what, what I was trying to say that brought up the whole HoneyBook conversation was I think the difference in what AI can do right now versus kind of automations that we've kind of thought about in the past. So like, for example, if you use HoneyBook or if you use any client, you know, flow, you can set up an automation where like you structure something and then you like give it a trigger and, and it does it either automatically or like with HoneyBook, you can have it prompt you and then you could like send an email versus it just sending an email, but it's like triggered. Like that's what I would consider a workflow automation 
that we've been able to do for years and years, right? Yeah. I feel like AI now is different where it's, it's again, using artificial intelligence and it's almost trying to mimic a human brain in the decision-making process to help your business, you know, be better or, or yeah. be more efficient or whatever. So I feel like that's the difference here yeah. in, in what is making AI different today and why we're talking about it more obviously in 2023 than before. Yeah, for sure. So before we dive into any more of this, one thing we want to say very like that for us has actually caused us to have a lot of hesitation. Not that we're not like open-minded, not that we're not using it, not that, you know, whatever. One of the biggest concerns there is in the world at large today with this new AI technology and the advances that we have made so quickly is the legalities of it because it is completely new territory. It is, you know, so much is unknown when it comes to AI. Like, how does this affect copyrights? How does this affect, you know, personal property? How does this affect, like, there's just a lot that comes into a lot of question because it is so new and there isn't case law or, you know, a lot of stuff where we can really look back at just examples from past. So go listen. If you like, we just want to strongly encourage, be very aware that the legalities of this are very much in a gray area. There's not a lot of clarity on it from either the creators of the AI, the court system, the the law of the land, as well as like the legal like lawyers. And nobody really knows what's going on. And nobody really knows what's going to go on until we start getting some cases tried and start seeing some case law coming into play. So go and listen to the legal page, our good friend, Paige Griffith, um, who is a lawyer, who is an entrepreneur, who's incredible. She has a podcast episode that's pretty recent, episode 154 on the Legal Page podcast, where she kind of runs down uh, the details of AI from a legal standpoint and things that you probably need to be aware of. So we'll have that linked in our show notes. But again, it's episode 154 of the Legal Page podcast. She is going to cover the legal side of it. But just please be aware, there's a lot of legality things that we need to be aware of when we're stepping our toes into this. And just know, like, don't, don't let that panic you or freak you out or be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to jail for using AI. Like, I'm not saying that, but at the same time, just keep it in the back of your head that if you are going to begin using AI technology, that there could potentially be legal ramifications that we are not even aware of right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's kind of talk about, we've talked about obviously what it is little like legal preface, but let's talk about kind of pros and cons for a second. Um, because I think with all things in the world, especially all new things, like there can be good and bad to, mm-hmm. to nearly everything, right? Um, like social media is a great example. You can do so much good on social media, but it can also be a very, very detrimental tool to mental health, to a myriad of things, right? And so like AI, I think the buzz around it is almost like people fearing it a little bit. Um, I, I think there's like two camps. There's the camp of like, very forward thinking, like, oh, this is so amazing. This is like the newest wave of like when the internet became a thing. It's like now this is a new wave of like if you're if you're very like forward thinking in that way, you're like, mm-hmm. wow, all the opportunities, all the new like things that we can do as human beings, so cool. And then there's the other camp that's like WTF, like th- <laughs> this is creeping me out. This is freaking me out. I I don't want a robot to think for me or or to overtake our world or all the things, right? So there's two camps. And I think, um, the thing that we have to remember that is important is sitting here thinking about, or or not even thinking about sitting here, freaking out about it 
isn't going to help a ton. I mean, that's not to say you can't have discernment. You can't look at it and be wary or, or use wisdom and discernment, whether with, you know, if you're going to use it or if you don't want to use it or whatever your decision is, but just sitting here being like, Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, like I'm just creeped out by it. That in my opinion, doesn't bear much fruit because it's here to stay or it's Mm -hmm. here, right? It's not like you freaking out or being filled with fear about AI is going to change the fact that it's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Evie were talking about this before we started recording. And Evie was like, until that there's like a bill or like something that I could actively do to affect change in whether I wanted it to stay or to go away or whatever, yeah. th- like me just like sitting here and worry or fear isn't going to change the fact that it's here. Yeah. Um, and I think we obviously like as believers, you know, it, like we believe like God is sovereign over all and he did not make us to live in fear or to just sit in worry or anxiety. Um, you know, we, we, no matter what is in the world, um, yeah. Or what like comes in the world, uh, if that makes sense. Um, and so that was my like first like note is just don't, I know it's like, it's new and it's, mm-hmm. it can be scary. It's like, Whoa, it's like when it had us or like, I like gave the prompt for it to write our intro and I said, like, hey, have the first sentence be like the sentence that we always say of like, welcome to the heart of the class, class, whatever. But when I read it, I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. like that's kind of creepy in the sense of like it just like completely made like a whole thing. And, mm-hmm. it, and it did it very, very well. It was a little formal. So I gave it a revision to be like a little more casual and a little bit more in our brand voice. But it like hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, and I think you can look at that in two different ways. You can look at it as being like, wow, I just saved so much time, which frankly, it saved us a lot of time today. (laughs) Um, But you can also look at it in the sense of like, what's this going to do to our world? Is this going to put people out of jobs? I'm sure it already has and probably will in the future. Um, But at the same time, I I don't believe that it can completely, I think it it can mimic a brain to an extent, but I don't think it can ever mimic like, the heart of, of somebody or like yeah. emotions. I mean, I don't know. Or just even like individual thinking, you know, cause everybody thinks differently because they come from different perspectives. And so somebody, you know, AI yeah. might be able to do a job really well, but somebody, you know, a human with a soul and a heart and a individual perspective could, you know, do it differently and both are fine. But yeah, there's, there's still some autonomy that comes with being an actual human being. 100%. That, yeah. Well, yeah. And, like human beings are created by God. Mm-hmm. AI is not, well, I mean, AI is technically a byproduct of the human beings that are created by God, yeah. but like you cannot replicate, which this is, I think where I see it negatively is to me, it almost, this is obviously from a, a Christian perspective, but and I don't want this to sound negative because I, there is such good that can come out of AI. But I think mm-hmm. the negative part is I look at it almost like it's a Tower of Babel situation where it's another step in the in the like pyramid stair step of man trying to be like God, man yeah. trying to formulate human intelligence in a way that only God can create. Like God created us individually, unique, beautifully, like, yeah. and that you can't replicate that because we are not God. Yeah. I think something else that Lindsay and I were talking about within this conversation of AI is the ability, which this is kind of like one of my biggest, along with the legalities and like, you know, okay, what if it, what if I do generate some content, you know, a blog post on Mm -hmm. chat GPT or whatever, and then 
somebody comes after me and is like, Hey, that was directly copied or like these chunks were directly copied from my blog post. And I'm like, I had no idea. Like I truly didn't. So there's that side of it that really concerns me. But then the other side that I think is one of my top concerns, along with what Lindsay's saying of like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's very dangerous, very powerful technology that if it gets in the wrong hands and we have people of evil intent, I do have concerns of what this could turn into for our our world, our country. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like all the concerns. Anyways, the, the last one for me is I think something that could like start happening today is the fact of like, it can so easily, it's, it can almost become like a a crutch for us in our own like thinking. Like Mm -hmm. it, it can be a slippery slope to us not using our brain, not stretching or exercising our brain or really continuing to like learn and grow if we're using it to think for us and to do all the work for us. And then we just kind of slowly like our brains and our creativity and our imagination and our, you know, knowledge slowly begins to like shrivel up like a dried prune. Like I think that's a concern as well. Like we literally just had it right the intro, which, okay. Like, I don't think that that really made that big of a difference today, but like, where does that slippery slope end? If you start having it right, absolutely every single thing that you do in your business, you're then not putting forth your brain power. Yeah. Like, but, but I feel like you could almost say the same thing for the internet. Like think of how, like how much brain power you used back in the day when you were driving and you had to memorize where you were going. Yeah. And now you literally just type into Google. So it's like, I don't know if this element is technically new as far as like, I think, you know, think back to like the 1900s. I bet people were a lot smarter because they actually had to use more of their brain power because we didn't have technology that we could do it for us. Yeah. And I feel like the internet was obviously a huge step towards like, people instead of thinking or like critically thinking or remembering things longer. Now, if we don't know something, we literally Google it at the, at our fingertips in two seconds. And I feel like in some ways though, it's like, if we don't know it, we're Googling something and then we're learning from it. Whereas with chat GPT, it's like, Hey, do the work for me. I'm not even going to put the mental effort into like learn it myself. I think that's where the slight difference is. And obviously I'm with you on like, you know, well, you still have to read through it. Technically, maybe you are learning more stuff. You're having to tweak it. But I guess my like my thought is if like a creative entrepreneur here sitting here is using it to write all of their social media posts, all of their blog posts, mm-hmm. all of their marketing emails. It's like are, they're not learning how to write captivatingly themselves. And it's also not like fully coming, like you are not the person who's being strategic or utilizing like your, you know, your unique brand voice, you're utilizing everyone else's voices out on the internet to combine, to kind of create something for you. That's not 100% you. Mm -hmm. So there's, there is some, there are some concerns. I think that's kind of like the bottom line, but like Lindsay's saying, I wouldn't, neither of us, like we are not supposed to live in fear, period. Like fear is not from the Lord, period. Period. (laughs) Period. So if you are really concerned about AI, like we, we kind of mentioned, I would encourage if like you have serious concerns, serious qualms, either do not touch it whatsoever. And you know, if that's the piece that you feel on it, totally fine. Or if you feel called to take action on it and to begin like, you know, doing some petitions, getting involved with people who are concerned, who want to set regulations or limitations or even stricter, you know, rules on how this looks or how this is implemented in our culture or getting rid of certain aspects of it altogether, like pursue that action of taking action to pursue what you believe is right. Or if you're just like, oh, it's just new and it's overwhelming, but you feel complete like peace and, and, you know, you feel like I am totally fine utilizing this in my business be aware, be smart of the potential pitfalls, potential dangers, 
but begin to harness it. Like, don't just be like, oh, it's new. It's scary. I will not touch it with a 10 foot pole. Um, either way, all of that to say, I feel like it's so new. Um, I don't think anyone has the complete and correct answer as far as what is right and wrong when it comes to AI technology, what is, you know, what it's going to turn into, what it could look like, what the, the right pros and cons are, the, the absolute highs, the best part of it, and the absolute lows, the worst parts of the dangers of it. Like there's just a lot of unknowns right now. So we just wanted to encourage before we kind of go into like a little bit more like nitty gritty, different tools for creative entrepreneurs and our thoughts on those tools and how we can utilize them or what we should avoid. We just kind of wanted to be like, Hey, it is, it is new. It is a little scary. Absolutely. It's a little uncertain. It, you know, there's all the stuff that we just mentioned, but from what it looks like right now, it appears that it is here to stay. And there are some good things about it that I think everyone can say like, Oh, it it does help with this. It, it, opens the world well, I think further. We'll also talk a li- little bit later in this podcast about the benefits. Mm-hmm. Like, of how, cause I mean, it can save time. Genuinely, yeah. it can save you money. Like it yeah. could make you more efficient. Yeah. I mean, so, there's yeah. a lot of pros, but I, I like Evie that you said of like, does it limit your brain power? Like if, if, if I'm looking at how I might go forward implementing AI, mm-hmm. I think I would maybe use it, especially thinking specifically about chat GBT. Yeah. Um, which we'll explain what that is in a second if you don't know what we're talking about when I say that. Like I would maybe use it for a couple of prompts or like brain dumping ideas yeah. or like like we we used it to help write a couple intros for today's uh, podcasting. Yeah. But we didn't use it to create the entire outline for an episode. Yeah. That would be wild. Actually, I kind of want to know if it would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would like then air that because it's like the podcast, obviously we bullet point things and then we just like, you know, bring dump right. vomit onto the, onto the mic. But, um, I think what I'm trying to say is I would, I would use it sparingly in my business so that the heart and, and like soul the heart of, of, of see, yeah, see soul of, of Lindsay comes through in my business, yeah. but you're still using it in a way that can help be more efficient. It's like once almost like, okay, let's say you are going to utilize it for writing some blog posts. I would probably encourage or what Lindsay or I might do at this point in time um, would be, I would personally create the strategy or ideate what blog posts am I wanting to create that are strategic, that serve my audience, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would come up with the outline of, I want to create these 10 blog posts. And then I would go in and, you know, create a rough outline from my head of, okay, I want to talk about this tip for my, you know, brides and grooms, my wedding clients. And then I'd be like, okay, so I want to talk about, you know, how to find a good venue. And then I would kind of ideate a rough idea and then plug all of that info that I have brought to the table strategically, knowing my brand, knowing my business, knowing, you know, what works, what I'm aiming for. Then I would maybe put it into chat GPT and be like, okay, write a blog post and I'll have a whole paragraph of like, here's what I want it to be about. Here's what, you know, whatever. And then I would pull from that and tweak it a lot. Like maybe Uh I would do something like that versus being like, okay, with no thought, no strategy, no intention whatsoever. Let me just have chat GPT do all the work. Like I could also see that coming back to bite a lot of entrepreneurs. If you're not utilizing strategy or marketing principles and you're just trying to rely on artificial intelligence pulling from millions of, you know, data points across the internet. Like I could see that coming back to bite you because it's not strategic. It's not aligned with your brand. It's not purposeful. So yeah. 
If you're a creative business owner, I'm willing to bet that tracking your finances is the last task on your to-do list. Luckily, you don't have to do it all on your own. Riverstone Bookkeeping is a female-owned bookkeeping firm specializing in providing modern bookkeeping to creative entrepreneurs. This firm is centered around the ideal that financial clarity empowers business owners to make a bigger impact on their profits, happiness, and community. What sets Riverstone Bookkeeping apart is their deep understanding of the photography and creative industry. They'll help you identify cost-saving opportunities, optimize your pricing strategies, and ensure that your business remains financially healthy and profitable. If you are ready to increase your profits and find confidence and empowerment in your numbers, go to riverstonebookkeeping.com to schedule a free call today. Hey friend, Evie here. You know we love getting really real on this podcast, right? Well, today I'm interrupting our episode to spill some tea on my life and what it was like about two years ago and how community just completely changed my life and my business. You ready? All right, picture this. It is 2021 and I was scaling multiple businesses, running, honestly, that year was crazy. I was running on empty and I was on the verge of burnout. I've shared before, but that was a tough year of business for me and led to very bad burnout at the end of that year. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I knew I needed to slow down and I needed something to really change. So while I was navigating all of that, one of the most helpful things that helped me stay sane in the midst of the burnout as I had to keep going and recover well when I had time and space to breathe business best friends. I am telling you, the people in my life who understand the ups and downs of owning a business were an integral part of my recovery from burnout and the support system I needed. Those people helped me also go through the really high seasons of business where they can help me celebrate my successes and work through struggles or hiccups in my business. I am just so thankful for my people. We need community and it is one of the most beautiful and necessary aspects of entrepreneurship, which is what makes the Heart Conference so, so special. Not only is it a place to learn from industry leaders, but to build relationships with other like-minded business owners who can cheer you on every step of the way. And these relationships last longer than the conference when it's all said and done. We still have dozens of our 2022 Nashville conference attendees still talking weekly to the business besties that they met there at that conference. And they are rushing to get back to Dallas together as a group. So I want to encourage you, if you are struggling to find a community of business owners, please come to the conference. Don't do this alone. You are made to be a part of a community that's life-giving and empowering, and that is why we created the Heart Conference for you. So snag your ticket at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. We can't wait to have you in the room, friend. Well, let's Horrific. define ChatGBT. Yeah, let's let's define ChatGBT for a second. If you don't know what we've been talking about, that's kind of like one of the biggest new mm-hmm. Uh, kids on the block <laughs> as far as like yeah. advances in technology. Uh, I don't know what, I mean, you literally Googled it. What does chat GBT stand for? Like, um, or does it even matter? It's, Wait, it's generative. Hang on. It's generative pre-trained transformers. Basically it's free. You can upload or sorry, uh, upgrade to a paid format. And I'm actually not sure at the moment what the difference is. I know you can use it. I think you might be limited on how many prompts per month or something that you can do mm-hmm. on the free version. But basically you sign up for free. It, it gives you like just this blank page that says like, tell ChatGPT what it, it's words. It's not anything else other than like copy, um, yeah. at least right now, as far as I can understand. Basically, you put a prompt in. So like for our intros, we said, write an intro for the Heart and Hustle podcast. Make the first sentence be, you're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie, Ro- or, well, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. And then I said like, write a, or like make the intro talk about 
AI, the pros and cons. And like, I like kind of just like gave it some brief things. And then it wrote the entirety of what you heard Abby say at the beginning of this episode. Um, obviously we tweaked it a little bit to be more applicable. And the first draft that it gave us was very formal sounding, like more formal than we are. And so, yeah, with ChatGPT, whenever it gives you something, you can, uh, have it tweak. Mm-hmm. Um, things for you. So I think I said, make it more conversational and casual and keep like this part or whatever. And then it gave me a second revision and it was perfect. Like it did yeah. not take that long. Um, so that's kind of what chat GBT does. Uh, we also, uh, me and Andrew for our silent business that we're starting, we had it come up with a slogan. We like, we like, typed in like into the, like, come up with a slogan for a, you know, like type of business that is very, and then like, we gave it like adjectives or or add uh, descriptors of like what we want our business to be like happy, like joyful or whatever. Um, and it like came up with like a bunch of options. And then I think they were long. And so then Andrew's revision was like, make it shorter and rhyme or like have alliteration. Like those are like examples of type of prompts that you could give it. And it, it gives you but again, like the negative part is like, you didn't, you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking critically. I don't know. It's also They're, like, are they pulling those slogans from other from businesses tomorrow. and could there actually be some legal ramifications? You know, like well, that's, we went with one. So that's, <laughs> that's the unknowns. There's also, so with chat GPT, you can not only ask it to actually like create content or, you know, do things for you. You can also ask it to explain things for you. Like, oh yes. Like, like I'm dumb. Tell me what this means. <laughs> like you could even ask it, you could probably ask ChatGPT, like explain what AI technology, like how, where ChatGPT gets its AI technology from. And it would pull a bunch of info, which that's not very different than Google. It's right. just more It's just a lot more in depth too, from what I understand. Or like literally I'm, I'm sitting staring right now at the ChatGPT, like new chat and it's giving some like examples or whatever. It says, got any ideas for a creative 10 year old's birthday party or how do Mm -hmm. I make an HTTP request in JavaScript? You know, how do I go about like, there's all sorts of questions that you can ask it. And it's interesting. It's like, it will remember what you have said previously in conversations. It learns from the questions or in the same one. Uh, I don't know. It's, so it says right here, capabilities, remembers what user said earlier in the conversation. So I think okay, in the same chat. In, in, yeah, in an individual conversation. That makes sense. And it allows you to like provide follow-up corrections. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, there's a lot of capabilities that ChatGPT has that's very new and very interesting. Another example, uh, my husband, Andrew, made the cake for our friend's 10-year vow renewal because he's like the baker extraordinaire. And she came over to like chat about like the vision with him. And before she came over, he went to chat GPT and it was like, what question should I ask a, I think he said like client if I'm making their wedding cake. And so it gave like a bunch of things of like things that he probably wouldn't have thought of, of like, where is this going? Like, do we need to provide a table of some sort? Like what flavor? I mean, that's maybe an obvious one, but like it gave him like a bunch of questions of like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to ask her that. Like how many tears do you want? Do you want like, yeah. Right. So it was, it's just cool how it can, uh, but there's like this overhanging, there's just like thing that is like concerned. (laughs) Well, it's just like, where does it end? Where does the slippery slope end? Um, which I feel like that actually could lead us into the next topic of conversation specifically for photographers (laughs) about the Photoshop generative fill. If you are a photographer and you have not heard about this, go into literally any Facebook group for photography right now and just 
have your eyes full because everybody's talking about it. Like yeah. everybody's talking about it. Yeah. I mean, do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. So essentially it's basically using AI technology from the visual standpoint. Yeah. Cause chat GPT was definitely words. Now let's talk about photos. Yeah. And visuals. So, so this is, you know, there's multiple different applications. A lot of people are using it to, you know, remove, a telephone wire from the background or a trash can from the background or whatnot, but it also has the capabilities to add in, you know, a mountain in the background uh, where there is no mountain or, you know, and, and to be fair, some of it is extremely unrealistic. It's still learning. It's definitely in the beta mode, which means it is testing and it is new technology and it is not, you know, it is not mm-hmm. necessarily here to stay. It is also not necessarily, you know, <laughs> anywhere near perfected or done. So there's some of it that like, I've seen some people make like do silly stuff where they're like, add a dinosaur in the background. It's like hilarious. (laughs) But can you you almost back up though? And like, if people don't even know what we're talking about, like it's basically a a version of Photoshop Photoshop, in a beta version that you can download. If you, if you already are a subscriber to the creative cloud and you have Photoshop, you can go into your creative cloud and download the beta version. Um, And it's basically where you can go into Photoshop then and like put in a photo and kind of highlight any area of mm-hmm. the image that you would want tweaked or, or whatever. And, and just whatever you said, like you can like remove something, you can basically type in what you like intelligently want it to do and it will do it you yeah. know, to an extent. Um, and so there's the part of the conversation that's, this is just the clone tool or the heel tool or what people did in Photoshop before, but just like way faster and easier. Yeah. So there, there is an element of that that I think is positive, right? Because it's, yeah. it's making like, if you have a photo and you already were like wanting to edit out a, a telephone pole in the background, I mean, maybe that's very easy. Like depending on like how hard it is. Cause like some things like I will just do it in Lightroom, uh, Lightroom yeah. with the with the heel or the clone tool, and like go about my merry way. Well, and even even Lightroom has the AI uh, uh, new it's new ish. Um, what is it called in Lightroom? It's like it's it's oh I forget what it's called. It's but it's like basically it's AI under the, it, the heel and clone tool. It's like right there used to be just heel and just clone, but now there's a third option that basically is like Lightroom trying to use AI to. It's like, like sm- assess. It's like smart assessing like the picture yes. and and whatnot on its own. Literally, how do I not? Oh wait, I have Lightroom open. What am I doing? It is called <laughs> Content Aware Remove. There we go. There you go. Um, it's called Content Aware Remove, but it's basically like what Photoshop is doing, but dumber. Because <laughs> it's what not. Photoshop's doing, but on like a way smaller scale. Yeah, and then Photoshop was like, oh, I see you, Lightroom. Okay, here's some crack. <laughs> like, and here is like where we're gonna like. It's all the uh, same company. You're acting like they're rivals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's fine. I forgot that they were the same company for oh a second there. <laughs> it's, it's all, all Adobe. Adobe. <laughs> I know it's like, but, um, there, there's a part of this conversation. that's like, we were already editing out things that are not nice in an image. You know, yeah. like if you're on a wedding day and there is like a person in the back or, or a session and there's a person in the background in order to make the image nicer, yeah, I would recommend, yes, edit them out. Is that inauthentic to that moment? Maybe, but like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Like we, we edited a lot of stuff. Like for example, you know, if there was, I was shooting on the beach or whatever, and there was a big hole in the sand that some kids had just dug and like walked away or something, I would probably like remove that to make the sand look flat because it's just distracting to the eye. Right. And it's kind of like confusing. Well, and so, that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't make the moment or the actual photo like inauthentic. 
Yeah. Unless, unless you just went, which we'll we'll get into that. (laughs) Right. Less distracting. And it's, it's nothing different than what we were already doing in my opinion, which to be fair, there were still people doing what the gender to fill is doing now, but like, Like but they were like artists, like they were almost making like fantasy images in that regard. So I think the positive sides is, Hey, you could use it to basically do what you were doing before, maybe with the clone tool in Lightroom, but way faster and more robust because now you can just literally highlight the entire thing and it will just completely manipulate the image to delete, you know, whatever you wanted to delete. Whereas before you had to manually go in and kind of like highlight the telephone pole or the man in the background. And you had to kind of figure out yourself how to make that nice. And, and, and now Photoshop beta is kind of doing it for you. So that I would say is the positive sides, the negative sides in my opinion, is where is the slippery slope go when you start adding things in or manipulating a photo so much that it is very, very different than before. So you probably have seen it. If you haven't seen it, like I said, go on any photography Facebook group or or go on to Instagram and type in like hashtag Photoshop beta or something like that or generative fill. Because I'm sure like you'll see reels about it um, where somebody's taking like a horizontal close-up of a, like a wedding couple. And then they're like highlighting a section above yeah. to like almost like turn a horizontal photo into a portrait photo where there's like mountains in the background. And then they like highlight the bottom part and it'll like fill in like a fake wedding dress and fake legs yeah. and like for like, you know, the, the groom or, wh- or whoever the couple is. And so I've seen that. I've also seen where like, it's like a, a, a photo of a couple in like a Iowa field and all of a sudden they'll add like poppies in, in the, in the field so that now it's like beautiful and like wildflowers or they'll highlight the sky in the background and they'll all of a sudden make it look like they're in California. I saw a joke that was like, uh, Midwest photographers be traveling all the time now, like <laughs> in a joking way that like, they're not traveling. They're just adding, they're just using Photoshop beta. Right. But I think the, the issue becomes, uh, I shared this on my stories, but I was like, I started this conversation. I was like, let's talk about the positives first. And as I started talking about the positives, I was like, you can like add, you know, mountains into someplace to like, you know, help like benefit your portfolio in a way that like, wow, it looks like you're a traveler. And then as I like literally was talking, I was like, I hate myself. No, I don't like this. Like I was like, like, no, this this is unethical. This positive is a negative. Um, because say you take a photo that you took in Iowa where you live or, or whatever. Um, and you added, you know, no, let's do, let's go even drastic. Maybe you live in California and you have views to spare, right? You have views upon views, but you take a photo on the beach, but now you highlight like the horizon and you're adding in like Fiji mountains into it. Mm-hmm. And then you post it on Instagram and, and you say like, hashtag Fiji wedding photographer, whatever. And then you get an inquiry that's saying, Hey, I like, I saw that you've been to Fiji before and maybe I'm taking liberties and maybe that's not what people think. But, but regardless, if you start doing this to all your images and put forth a presence of like, I'm I'm a destination wedding photographer, you shot in all these places, you actually have it. And there's an element of destination photography. The, I would say 80% of destination photography is the knowledge, the knowing how to navigate airports, knowing the international landscape, knowing how to scout on location, mm-hmm. knowing how to get permits, like all of that. Like, it's not just taking pretty pictures in front of a mountain. Yeah. It's, it's the, the landscape of, of being a destination wedding photographer is actually a lot of hard work. And like 10% of it is taking the photo and 90% of it is all of the behind the scenes work that if you just present 
fake images online, you're selling a lie because you're selling the fact that you've been to all these places when you actually haven't, you're just really good with a mouse. And even that you're not, it was just Photoshop. Like, yeah. you know, and so that's, I think where the ethics come in and where people have issues. Like where did, where does the slippery slope end? If you're just taking out a trash can in the background, or if you're adding something like a mountain and even background. removing something that like you're completely changing the integrity of the image. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. like if you shot it in a city and you completely remove the the brick wall that you shot against and you turn it into a whole studio or, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah. if you were completely changing the story well, of the actual image. I've seen p- people where they, it's like a headshot in a studio and they highlight what they're wearing and mm-hmm. it can change I saw another meme that was like, shopping is done for me. I don't need to shop anymore. <laughs> like basically you're highlighting like the outfit that you're wearing and, and you're like, change it to a certain, like X color top, you know, right. or whatever. And it, and it does it. And it gives you a couple of options that like could look believable. Yeah. And like, since this has come out, I'm like, I literally am not believing a thing I see on the internet. Like, yeah. which I feel like is the other part of the conversation, honestly, of the internet already is a highlight reel. The mm-hmm. internet already Puts like, the best foot forward. Yes, puts the best foot forward and, and makes people compare themselves yeah. to people that honestly like are are curating things. But now the curation could completely be fake. Yeah. And so now we're comparing ourselves. Like we were already comparing ourselves, but now it just like got even worse because now mm-hmm. you could make yourself like five sizes thinner. You could put like the a couture outfit on you that you cannot afford. Like yeah. there is, where does it end and and... And, and I feel like I, the, from the examples that I've seen, like a lot of it looks believable. Granted, a lot of it also doesn't. Like It I just think, depends. You sent me like a video of you like trying oh, to yeah. you, you were like playing around oh, with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. I literally was, I was trying to play around with like removing a telephone wire from the back of an image. And I literally, <laughs> I literally like selected, like it was like a like, couple like facing each other, looking all cute. And I like highlighted because the telephone wire like went right behind their head. And so I like highlighted like their whole faces with the telephone wire, like in the middle and was like, remove the telephone wire or whatever from behind the couple's head. It completely input an entirely new couple with like, she was like, smothering his face like I don't know how to explain it she literally had her hand like over his mouth like shushing him or something it was the most random thing that I was like no and all three options just replaced the couple I was like that is the opposite of what I asked you to do like (laughs) so there's an element of like is this replacing Um, jobs maybe not (laughs) I think um one thing I want to touch on that is huge in this conversation of Photoshop beta, the generative fill feature, is that Adobe terms of use say very clearly that in the beta testing phase, this cannot be used, this feature cannot be used for commercial purposes. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you cannot use this technology for either paying clients or with the intent of getting paying clients, like for marketing marketing. purposes. Yes. For marketing purposes. covers everything that I just word vomited about. Yes. So that's one thing to keep top of mind is that Adobe is very clear in their terms of use right now. This is not supposed to be used for commercial purposes. This is supposed to be used for testing. And that's one thing, like Lindsay and I have both downloaded it. We've both tested it out. We've both seen what it's like, because it's really cool, really fun, really interesting, really unique. Um, But 
I am not personally going to be using this for my client work until that term has changed from Adobe. And even then my intent is that I will only ever use it for stuff like removing a trash can or, Mm -hmm. you know, a telephone wire pole from the background, the way that I would have used like, and spent 10 minutes in Lightroom using the yeah. like clone or heel feature doing, it just might save a little bit of time. But I feel like it, yeah. it, if it does ever become legal for client work, I feel like there's almost going to have to be an element of photographers in their marketing be like, I don't use AI on the real deal. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if you, if you yeah. actually like go shoot in a wildflower field or you actually do shoot somewhere where there's epic mountains, like you almost, if it becomes a thing, I almost could see a world where we have to be like, I, I actually did that. Thank you. There's no AI was used in this image yes. thing. <laughs> well, I also think there's a part of me that's like our clients also, cause this is such a buzzy topic, AI in general, but especially mm-hmm. like this Photoshop generative fill is like so crazy that I am kind of worried that clients are going to start being like, Oh no, we're, let's go shoot here. And then you can edit this to you know, look like blank or to be Which, like, that just goes back. I feel like to ideal client if that's and, communi- and communication too. Yes. It's like, I like, mean, put that in your contract, put that in your, in your, like make that yeah. an FAQ. I will not be using like Photoshop generative bill to mm-hmm. manipulate your image to the point where it is not authentic to what it actually was in yeah. the moment. Well, I, I think also, you know, that comes to contract language, but like in my contracts, yeah. I say I do slight retouching um, for something like, you know, a, a pimple that will yeah. be gone in a week or, you know, something. But I say I do not, I forget the, the terminology, but it's basically like I do not change your appearance of like Mm -hmm. weight or, you know, move your arm or like whatever, anything like that is an additional edit from me. And it's like, it's in my contract. And I think that'll probably have to stay the same and just start integrating terminology of like generative fill and like, you know, whatnot. So it's, it's a little, it's a little new. It's a little crazy. It's a little interesting. There's obviously great benefits and potential to it. It does. I will say removing that telephone wire. It was once I figured out how to use it and I just had to highlight like little sections of the telephone wire and keep their faces out of it. It was great. It, you could not tell that any editing had been done to remove that wire, which was awesome. And I am excited to see what that looks like in the future. But, uh, it's also a little nerve wracking of like what kind of false reality is this going to portray in the photography world, in the creative world, in the world in general. So I almost think it's gonna, you know how like right now there is like definitely a swing towards the nineties or the swing Mm -hmm. towards like whether it's in fashion or even just like trends. I feel like we are all craving, especially the generations, uh, Gen Z is craving nostalgia and craving like in a technologically filled world, we're craving film. We're craving like nineties fashion. We're craving like real in the moment. Yeah. Real in the moment. And I, I feel like this is another thing that's going to affect the world so much that I think we will see a, a swing in the opposite direction of people desperately craving real yeah. and desperately craving more authenticity. I mean, which I, we already see that, especially in like the rise of film and just like yeah. people using point and shoots again, or even disposable cameras. Like they just want that nostalgia yeah. of a world before it got crazy and yeah. technologically filled. And they don't, I think there's also this element of like, people want to stop worrying about perfect. They want to stop mm-hmm. sitting there on a phone or a digital camera shooting the same shot 10 times, trying to like, be like, Oh, let me lift my chin a little bit. Or, Oh no, you, you were looking away. Smile at me. Like with film, it's just, 
it is what it is and it's in the mm-hmm. moment. You can't see what you got. And it's, it's a lot more candid in a lot of ways. Or Although, it can be. hold on. Could you, hmm, cause you know how I mean, when you develop film, you could get a digital version of it, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah how digital people, scan. That's how people um, put film on the mm-hmm. internet. Yeah. But could you not then upload a film photo to Photoshop film? Probably. So it has the film look. Because it was taken oh, on Lord, film. Lindsay, don't you, give people ideas. No, I'm not giving people <laughs> ideas. I'm just saying, like, nothing's safe. That's we can't trust anything on the internet. It's true. All right. So let's wrap up today's conversation, today's episode. On a with positive note. Some positive notes of how AI technology in general can benefit your business. And I feel like we kind of touched on this throughout. throughout. Like, we kind of mentioned each thing a little bit. But let's just give a little rundown. Yeah, let's just wrap up with some positives. Yeah. Like we said, like how can we use AI to the benefit of our business? Because I feel like that is the part of like, yeah, we've we've ratted on it a lot, Mm -hmm. but we also admit like just like anything, there can be positives to to most things in life, right? Yeah. I think it can save you time and allow you to be more efficient. Like if you're if you're wanting to whip up a podcast intro like we just did for this podcast and just make a couple tweaks, it definitely saved us time. And it was very helpful and very useful. And we were surprised as we like gave it prompts. Wow. It's not too far off. Just needs a bit of tweaking from us and it's good to go. So it can definitely allow you to save time, be more productive and be more efficient. Yeah. And on that same vein, I feel like uh, if you don't have a podcast, maybe it's a blog post, maybe it's a caption for you. Maybe it is responding to client inquiries or or your email copy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there, there are things that I think you can, you know, help or like give it that could help you obviously yeah. with efficiency and time. Um, or you could, this is maybe, a, uh, maybe a negative depending on who you are, but I think you could potentially have AI do something that you might've outsourced before. Yeah. Um, so like maybe Same. you had somebody writing your blog posts for you. Maybe you're able to use AI to shorten that time so that you have to do a little bit work, but, but not to the extent that like you would have to hire out into completely different independent contractor to write up a whole blog for you. Um, obviously that, you know, there are things that maybe it can't do that you would still have to hire someone out for, but it could save you money in that regard. Yeah. Well, I think there's also the element from as a business owner, like let's say you are a copywriter and you can begin utilizing AI to help you serve clients better, faster, more efficiently. Um, you know, if you're a graphic designer utilizing the Canva technologies, the InDesign, the Photoshop technologies as they're legal, FYI, be aware of the legalities, um, to serve your clients even more when it comes to design or, you know, different things. It's like, Hey, just because your field might be being threatened by the advancement of AI technology does not mean that you can't actually harness that and be like, Oh, well, I have all these skills as a copywriter. I know all of the strategy. I know all of the, you know, the the knowledge and wisdom behind this industry. And I know how to take advantage of and utilize AI very strategically and correctly. And I can give you, you know, even better service for a little less money, you know, because I can do it 10 times faster now, you know, just things like just keeping in mind, I'm not saying we can always do that right now, just knowing the legalities of things. And like, there's, there's a lot of gray area here. So I've just tread carefully. But in the future, just something to keep in mind is like, don't freak out that, oh my gosh, my job's going to be replaced. You know, all of a sudden no one needs a photographer. Like when, when iPhones were like, I still get this question now, but I feel like when iPhones cameras or like smartphone cameras were starting to get really good. So many people were asking me as a wedding photographer, oh, are you worried for your job? I was like, no, well, <laughs> like, no, like no. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's, that can be a similar position with AI. Um, yeah. If you harness it correctly and 
showcase how you are still better than chat GPT could ever be. You know what I mean? So just keep it in mind. I would say the last thing is as companies kind of roll out different AI technologies within them, like Canva, like Photoshop, um, even like editing, like we use batch AI, which we've talked about, you know, before, um, on this podcast, but using artificial intelligence to help things go more efficient. Um, and, and whether that's like a new business that you start or that you like hire or like have do things like batch AI or, you know, HoneyBook, something that you were already using mm-hmm. rolls out uh, an automation that, you know, prioritizes certain leads. And that helps you in, in some regard. Like there are positives that we can look forward to in AI that can help us be more efficient and save money. I feel like in the long run. Yeah, for sure. All right. Those are a bunch of our thoughts on AI technology. There is still so much more to learn, so much more to understand with this technology. So we would love to hear your thoughts as well. Feel free to come on into the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. We would love to start a conversation on AI technology, your thoughts and what that means for us as entrepreneurs, as creatives. Um, Feel free to send Lindsay and I DMs if you want to chat with us. Come follow us at the Heart University where we can have all the friendship, all the conversations, all the things. So so like, I want to know, I want to know what your opinion is on AI. Yeah. Like, like, are you team like, oh, I'm all for it. Or are you team like it should die? Yeah. We want to hear, we want to start a conversation. So I would say the best place we're probably going to put a post up with this episode of the day it airs or around that time in the heart and hustle Facebook group. So come join that. The link will be in the show notes and we can just start a conversation of what is your opinion? How have you been utilizing it? How, what changes have you seen in your business? Why are you keeping, you know, a hundred foot space from it? We, we want to know all the things. So feel free to pop over to the Facebook group. We would love to chat with you there. Awesome. And we will see you on the next episode.